Hello, and welcome to The Content Minds. My name is Ryan Broderick, and I wanted to open today's show with a quote. Is that okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Are we, am I going to be inspired by this? or I find it very inspiring. Good. So the quote is this. Imagine owning the rights to exploit Papa Smurf, Brainy, or Smurfette individually while still remaining part of the Smurf collective. It's the decentralized ownership of IP with passionate fans telling an artist creation story together. Okay. That's Seth Green, just now, today, on Twitter. Oh, God, I'm so happy that the promise of the ape community was proved. He has been in a very long, protracted discussion with various Twitter people about his weird love of NFTs. Of all the people, I mean, I guess it makes sense because like Seth Green's kind of like obsessed with novelty stuff. But uh, yeah, that dude loves NFTs. Yeah, yeah, he um, he really, really does. But you know, I'm, I, I, am I glad for him he got his NFT back? I don't know. Oh wait, who are you? Oh, I'm Luke Bailey, and I don't think I'm glad that Seth Green got his NFT back. Let's let's hit it. Welcome to the Content Minds. Today's show is about Instagram Reels. Uh, gosh, a couple months ago now, Luke and I, maybe almost a year ago, Luke and I dove into Facebook Watch, and we basically just tried to figure out what the heck was going on with Facebook Watch. In light of the fact that Instagram Reels has become the premier product, essentially, for the non-VR stuff from Meta, we're going to look at what's going on in that world because everything I'm seeing from Instagram reels, at least in America is crazy. So I'm very excited to, to dig in. This is also, this is also really interesting because I, I don't use Instagram personally. Like I you have an account though. I have not yeah. updated it in, in three plus years. So I don't really go on it. I, yeah, I don't really use Instagram, but, uh, I do obviously use it professionally and reels is part of our strategy. So I, I am interested to kind of see this from two different sides because I have no user experience at all well as long as you have an account i think that our experiment will work because it seems it like will. they're it seems like they're injecting random reels from random users into everyone's feeds so hopefully we can figure this out but before we get to that hey luke how is the internet this week um you know the internet felt kind of chill yeah i think it's all the holidays yeah, there's a lot of holidays coming up. We've obviously got, you know, a very important holiday coming up this weekend. The Queen is still alive and having a birthday, correct? No. Oh. She's alive and she's having a jubilee. That's not a birthday? No, a jubilee is how, a celebration of how long she's been on the throne for. Oh, how long has she been on the throne for? This will be 70 years. But she, oh, but, and she's much older than that. She's okay, 94, that 95, I think. Right, okay. Well... Do you do you get a day off of work for that? We do. Well, the okay. country does. I don't, but the country okay. does. That's all that matters. I feel like that's really all you can really ask for from a, a, a monarchy-based holiday. Yeah, the last few months were slightly nerve-wracking because there were moments when she wasn't very well and the bank holiday was at risk. But she's pulled through. She's very strong. It's all good. Right. I want to be clear that Luke was more concerned about the bank holiday than anything else. <sighs> I mean, it's it's cool that she made it. I kind of now want her to make it to be the longest ruling monarch of all time because she's number three. She's number three right now. And she's Who has the record? Well, she's extremely close to number two. Number two is a Thai guy. Uh, she is she's thirteen days behind the Thai guy, uh, who is uh, Bumadol Adul Adul Yaradej. I definitely got that wrong. Uh, but the number one is uh, Louis the Fourteenth, the Sun King, who she's almost exactly two years behind. But he, you know, started ruling, he started ruling when he was like four, so I, I don't know if that count. I, I, I feel like it shouldn't count. You know, it's funny to, to, that he's the longest ruler because I feel like most people associate him with being like a little boy king. So you know, imagine yeah. peak, imagine peaking that early, and then still ruling for that many years. You know, that's got to be tough for him. Yeah, no, he's. I mean, he did. He did. He had a decent. He had a decent life. He did okay. Like all things he considered, he did okay. He wasn't one of the guys who like led directly to the revolution. 
No, he was, but he was doing <laughs> he was doing he was doing like enough things to stave it off. Ah, I see. Okay, well that's good. Like he got rid of bits of feudalism. Like he did okay. Queen Elizabeth is the queen that's right now, correct? That's her name? Elizabeth II, yes. Okay, so I hope uh, the Elizabeth line line queen uh, <laughs> has a great jubilee. Um, you mentioned a British thing before we started recording today, and you acted like I knew what you were talking about, and I had no idea what you were talking about, so I'm going to force you to explain it now. Yeah, no, so this is fascinating because every it is. I did not know whether it was a super British meme or not, uh, and it turns out it is, and it hasn't broken out which is amazing. Oh, so is this is this breaking through a containment unit fresh on this show? Are we are we going to make this I mean, go- I'm sure it's it's broken out, but it's it started 6 days ago and it's okay. a thing. All right, I'm okay. going to stick I'm going to stick the original Actually, no. Hang on. Give me one second. I'm going to get the initial I mean, there's, there's two versions of this. I need to get both of them now. Okay, I am going to send you two memes. Okay. This is the original. This is from a chap named Craig's Kebab House. Okay. I'm just going to confuse you more than anything else. Okay. So that was extremely loud techno music. <laughs> so the video is basically just like different. Is it like different funny names for like chippies and kebab houses and stuff? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but this, are they real? Yeah, they're real. Now, this okay. is the, the second. This is the critical, the critical one. Welcome to... so. Okay, so all of these, so both of these videos you're sending me are of a a chippy, which is like a, a restaurant for fried food in the UK, called yeah, sure. the Binley Mega Chippy. Yeah, is it real? Is the Binley yeah. Mega Chippy real? Yeah, it's in Binley, and Binley's a real town. Yeah, okay, because you, it's in Coventry, near Coventry, Nov, near Coventry. Because like, if you Coventry. told me like. If you told me like, oh, the Binley Mega Chippy is fake, because no, here's the here's the thing. There's already like that elaborate fake universe of a small town in the UK, the Trevor Bastard Extended Universe, which yeah. you've talked about on the show before. So there's already precedent for you guys just inventing a fake community in the UK and then all all pretending it was real together on the internet. Like they, that's something you already do. Yes, but this is this is real. This is the Binley Mega Chippy. Okay, it's outside. So, it's near Coventry. So how is the so is has the Binley Mega Chippy just become a a, a meme? <laughs> yes, it's one of my favorite memes because it is is an astonishingly basic meme. Obviously, the music super catchy as 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 you can tell. Very I catchy. I don't think I'll play Basically, a clip of it, but it's a. I'm not gonna play a clip of it because I want to spare our listeners. But it's just a <laughs> blasting techno song. No, no, no. The second one. I've sent you the second one. Now you have to look at the second one. Oh, hold on. Because this is the one that really launched it. Oh, I see. Okay, so yeah, it's not a techno song, but I'm also not going to play a clip of that because it's really, <laughs> it's it's just the words Binley Mega Chippy over and over again. Sure. Okay, it is it is going to be ahead for days now. How is it trending? Like, what's happening to the Binley Mega Chippy content? So, uh, it was when it got really popular on TikTok. That one had about like 1.5 million views, which is, I mean, it's a lot, but it's not that much. But the the sound itself, because I think because of the name, because of the I don't know, uh, the, the, the ethos of it being called both. Every, I mean, every word in it's perfect. Like, Binley is perfect because it is a stereotype of a small town because it's Bin-Lee. Uh, mega is a perfect word because it's incredibly British in a way right. that is odd. Uh, and Chippy, if it was Chip Shop, it wouldn't work. But Binley Mega Chippy perfectly works. There's a lot of, what is it, accidents, I believe, repeating vowel sounds in that. Binley, Binley Mega, mega Chippy. chippy. Yeah, yeah, that's like, fun to it's say. Like, it's like Celador, but Binley Mega Chippy. Yes. <laughs> the most beautiful phrase in British English is Binley Mega Chippy. <laughs> yeah. So this is this comes from an account that is dedicated to Binley Mega Chippy. It's literally just called uh, We Love Binley Mega Chippy. It did a series <laughs> of like random memes, including what would Walter White get from the Mega Chippy? Yeah, there's like a weird connection between the Binley Mega Chippy... And Walter White, which I find interesting. There's another one that did quite well, which was the the mourning the fact that Prince Philip, who recently died, did not get to ever get to go to Binley Mega Chippy because that he would have really loved it. Yeah, I, I I didn't even think about that. It's really sad. Think about all the people who died who've never been to Binley Mega Chippy. Yeah, yeah, it's really anyway, sad. Um, sometime last week, it basically started to get busy, like really busy, 
and people just kept coming over to see it from you know initially the local area and then increasingly from further and further abroad there are multiple reports of people coming from australia people taking like extended layovers on flights from the u.s to somewhere else to go to this in six chip days shop. yeah well then uh someone uh claimed that they went to it and got a uh, a morbius meal oh my god god damn it the mo- yeah <laughs> oh man 4.99 for fish and chips and a can of uh some sort of meme root beer i didn't know there was a meme root beer like a mug root beer or something but apparently there's uh, a meme root beer hold on let me let which me, is really me... people in the uk don't really drink root beer yeah mug mug root beer Vinley Mega Chippy Morbius. Oh, it autofilled. So clearly this is happening. Uh, okay. So there's a Binley Mega Chippy Twitter account, which is at Binley Mega Chip. And they tweeted, Binley Mega Chippy are happy to introduce the Morbius meal, $4.99, fish and chips, mushy peas, and a refreshing can of mug root beer. Which is obviously lim- not available in the UK because we don't really have root beer. Yeah, I see. Interesting. Okay. Huh. So yeah, its reviews pages have been swamped by people reviewing it and saying they got a Morbius meal. Uh, people are visiting it. Uh, it's broken through the British media. The Guardian have been there. Vice have been there. The Tab Wait, have been there. I found a Spanish meme about it, which Sounds is right. the the bit the the Binley Mega Chippy Morbius burger, which is made with Peruvian bat meat, according to this Spanish tweet. Yeah. Okay. And then I saw another tweet that says, babe, what's wrong? You've hardly touched your $4.99 Morbius meal from Bentley Mac and Chippy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wow. Uh, that's great. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, will you be going to Binley to go to the Mega Chippy? No. Uh, there's already been far too many journalists go to it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those <laughs> things. It's really fun because people are going to it and are kind of unable to explain why it's funny because it's clearly not. Like, it's it's... You, you get these occasionally, these almost like anti-memes, in which they are both participatory and fundamentally stupid. Right. So, you know, people are then trying to write it up. Like it's, it's to me, it always feels like a bit of a troll on people who attempt to take TikTok seriously, because a bunch of people end up sort of saying like, "Hey, I met these two people. They are wearing T-shirts with Binley Mega Chippy on." And then they they had fish and chips, and they're kind of like I don't I don't no one can really get a handle on it because it's stupid. Like the whole point of it, it's stupid. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's almost an anti meme in that it's inherently there is literally nothing more to it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I went to the reviews and most it's of the a lot rev- of copy pasta. Yeah, and then a lot of it is just like people being like, yeah, it's a pretty good chippy, you know. Yeah. Okay, uh, I see that Vice has gone. Nathan Bickerton for Vice went to the Binley Mega Chippy, and let's see uh, how how what's the review here. Um, deep down, I think no one really cared. Everyone was in on the joke. After all, it's pretty special to be at the center of a trend that literally everyone is talking about at the minute. Apologies to any infuriated millennials and boomers reading this, but maybe this is just how our generation gets our kicks. By the time we got inside, it had only been open five minutes, but things had already started to move fast. I used to work in retail and hospitality, so I know how stressful it was to have crowds build up at the till. Still, the staff kept their smiles welded on as they rushed around behind the counter, taking and packing orders at a pace that would make Gordon Ramsay burst into tears of pride. When I made it to the counter, I tried to order the Morbius meal, but the staff told me it doesn't exist. <laughs> so I ordered a large fish and chips with mushy peas and a ginger beer, the closest thing on the menu to the now viral meal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, trying to find something else to it is, is a challenge. Nope, that's it. That's the whole deal. Uh, apparently, it's pretty good chippy, and everyone involved thinks it's pretty funny. I love it. Great. Perfect. I hope it doesn't get turned into something weirder and darker in the next week. We're in that sweet spot. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to how it... Well, actually, no. I mean, we've got, what, like uh, 24, 36 hours until it goes out. So, you know, this yeah. goes out. So that's, the, mean, that's the, real, the real tension. Yeah, there's a real tension here. And I hope, I hope everyone involved gets out safely from this viral storm that's uh, come across their random chip shop in the UK. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, weird food things, I want to talk about Swedish people for a second. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Love to. Okay. So if people don't know what I'm, what I'm alluding to here, there was a Reddit post, uh, earlier this week 
The Reddit post reads, I remember going to my Swedish friend's house, and while we were playing in his room, his mom yelled that dinner was ready, and check this, he told me to wait in his room while they ate. That shit was fucking wild. And that was an answer to a, uh, a thread titled, what is the weirdest thing you're to do at someone else's house because of their culture slash religion? That Reddit post has gone viral. And now I feel like every day I'm learning more weird, insane things that Swedish people do uh, with guests eating at their home, including apparently inviting someone to a birthday party and then giving them a bill at the end. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much of this is an unpleasant stereotype and how much of this seems to be real, but most of the Swedish people I've come across seem to think that, yeah, this is basically just like normal and the way you do it. I don't get it. I mean, that's not a British thing. You guys like feed guests, right? I mean, according to the map that initially went around, we're not great at it, uh, but it's like depends on where you are. I mean, I don't know. I think if you invited someone over for like dinner, you would give them dinner. If you invite <laughs> them over otherwise, you're probably not going to like wander off to cook while they're there because you'll be too drunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, in England, yes. Wait, so hold on. Okay, you're going to go to a friend's house and six o'clock rolls around. And the family's going to eat dinner. In England, they're not going to eat in front of you without feeding you, right? No. In that case, they would give you food. But you would okay. also know before you were coming that you were going for dinner. Like if you, What about a sleepover? If you were sleeping over, they'd feed again, you, Again, right? a sleepover is implied. It's more like, okay, if you were hanging out with a friend after school and went to play football in their garden, that at that point, you probably wouldn't get dinner. Or you might get dinner depending on how often you're there. But it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be like an immediate oh, you're definitely getting dinner because they might be like, hey, we have to have dinner soon on the implication like, hey, you should go home to your own house and get dinner. Well, okay, but what? But there's, there's a lot of variations. Like if you live down the road, it's different to if you live like five miles away, obviously. Like there's a lot of things. I see. Okay. But it's, I don't think it's assumed in the same way. What you're trying to think of now is times you've spontaneously gone to someone else's house and they've offered you dinner in the UK and it's never happened. In the UK? Never. Yeah, because you've never ne been spontaneously invited to someone's house. No, it's also that British people are very weird about... I think British people are very regimented about meals in a very strange way. Yes. Because if like, you start drinking, you don't eat. That's the <laughs> right. That's that's the thing. It's like in Britain, like a meal is like a concept, which is like you're sitting down for a nice meal. Yeah. Or you're eating like a garbage person at like Binley Mega Chippy. There's really no in-between. Where I think in the US, we have a more fluid understanding of meals. Yeah, meal is like the food that you need at a certain time of the day and therefore whoever's around should have some food. Yeah. I think that's kind of like, I, you know, I had a friend who was always over my house in high school and we always fed him. Yeah. I, 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 I do find the, the extreme of that quite odd where, I mean, obviously some of this is a cultural thing. There are some cultures where they will feed you regardless if you've just eaten because you'll, and it will be considered offensive not to eat with them. Many Arab cultures, Italy, love feeding people yes. southern spain will rarely <laughs> let you get away without eating if you've gone to someone's house someone's house but yeah then and then you get to the, the scandinavian cultures and apparently the concept of feeding someone who was not there specifically for a meal is is alien to them yeah and then there's the other thing that i couldn't understand where i was reading a lot of swedish people responding to this because you know it went super viral on twitter and a lot of them were saying like oh we have a culture of only making enough food for people invited or involved in the meal so does that mean there's just no concept of like leftovers in sweden i mean maybe like i don't get it like i love leftovers even if i'm making food for myself i'll make like a bunch of well uh, american people also have like a weird thing about like meal prep it's like very hot right now which is just like gentrified leftovers but, but also this is i think this is is going back a long way like culturally in the uk for example you would have leftovers from a meal. Like, so a Sunday roast, like the reason a Sunday roast exists is that you roast a joint of meat. You have some of the meat on a Sunday. You have some more of the meat on the Monday, some more of the meat on the Tuesday. Then you have like bone dripping on the Thursday. And then like you kind of use the rest of the meat throughout the week. Sensible. So that's Very like where, sensible. The, that's where the roast comes from. And I'm assuming that in Sweden, they have a similar thing where it's like they, they don't make extra food because traditionally they don't have as much whereas you guys obviously don't have any history so why would you have a tradition of this well in sweden on sunday they eat their massive gelatinous cube full of cucumbers and fish and then on yeah. tuesday they eat just the cucumbers and fish with not so much of the gelatinous cube and then by tuesday they're just eating mayonnaise yes yeah. from what i can tell 
That sounds right. Uh, and then on Fridays, of course, they have banana pizza. You know, every every time I learn something about Sweden, it just makes me more like I'm I'm not angry about it. I'm just confused. And what I think is really fascinating is like Swedish people so far seem to be on Twitter responding to this in like a very funny way, where they're just like, "Oh yeah, like we're just really weird," and like nobody is really <laughs> like no one has really ever bothered to lift the curtain back on that one, which I think is you know. Maybe this is good for Sweden. Maybe Sweden comes out of this being like, maybe we should like learn how to spontaneously have dinner guests. It, it seems like a, a decent skill to learn, I think. All right. Well, I think I think in that case, what we need to talk about, because my, my favorite thing, I don't know if you've talked about this on the show before, um, but Finland and Buckets. Oh, I love the Finland and Buckets thing. Okay. Then we've definitely talked about it on the show. Before. We haven't. I, I saw a TikTok about it. Okay, right. So well, basically, for, our li- yeah. for our listeners, explain what the, the Finland buckets thing is. Uh, Finland really like buckets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. Scandinavian, I don't know. It's kind of but Finland, for some reason, for a series of like weird promotional events or whatever, became get, got into the idea that if you go to like a new store opening or a, or a big event, they give you a free bucket. And sometimes the thing has the sometimes the bucket has like free gifts and like a goodie bag in it. Uh, sometimes not anything in it. It's just a free bucket. But the point is, you go to the event, you get your bucket. The story I heard on TikTok was that <laughs> now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm really worried this is not true but because <laughs> it sounds totally not true. But the woman kept saying, like, I, trust me, this is true, that there was some kind of bucket shortage. <laughs> there, was like a, there was like a bucket shortage. <laughs> there was like a Finnish bucket shortage in like the 1800s or something. And there was like a whole like panic that like there weren't enough buckets in Finland. And so it became like kind of a thing to like make sure you had a bucket. And so one of the ways that like they could entice people to show up to events is to give free buckets. And so now like Finland has just become like a very bucket centric country. <laughs> Are you, how confident are you that this is true? <laughs> like for like thirty five percent. I'm I'm pretty did sure you, it's not true. Did you Google bucket shortage Finland? <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, oh no, that's right. And then I was like, is it right? And hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, there's obviously Wait, the okay. subreddit. There's obviously the subreddit, subreddit okay. free buckets. Okay, no. So there, there, there's, there's a, there's a. Oh, here it is. No, here it is. It's an R Finland. Wait, I think it's a giant joke. No, no, no. There are pictures of people with no, 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 no. Buckets. So, so there's there's this thing called the Great Bucket Shortage of 1842, also known as a word that I cannot pronounce in Finnish. I don't. But think, that just means it just means bucketless time. I don't think this is true. I think this is a giant. Wait, hold on. It, no, no, is no, the, no. It is. It is a genuine thing that happens. Hold on. No, that. no, no, no. I get. I, I, okay, hold on. Hold on. I agree with you that Finnish <laughs> I agree with you that Finnish people seem to really like buckets. Okay. <laughs> what I can't figure out is if there was really <laughs> a bucket shortage of eighteen forty two in Finland. And I think there wasn't. I think it's literally a joke that like Finnish people made up. Yes. It's... I think it that's because they they find it funny that they would it was just like Okay. They're into buckets, and they made a funny joke about how they're into buckets. Okay, wait, wait. So the fact seems to come from a YouTube video from a channel called Nopia TV, and the video is titled "Finish Facts Fast Dash Free Buckets." Okay, hold on. Let me watch this. Okay. So this video is arguing that in 1842 in Finland there weren't enough buckets being produced, so the prices for buckets skyrocketed. And when the buckets for when the prices for buckets skyrocketed, it only lasted for one year, but that was enough to ingrain a cultural love of buckets in Finland. And I cannot find that fact anywhere else on the internet other than this one random YouTube video. I do not believe there was ever a buckets shortage. But I believe that I think that there is a thing that they are overplaying because occasionally they all end up standing in lines for buckets. Okay. Because it's like how they do free gifts. Which, which makes sense, actually, because they all have cars. If anyone listening to this episode right now is from Finland and can tell me and Luke, look, I, I won't blow up your joke. I won't tell our – if you don't want me to, I won't tell our English-speaking, largely English-speaking audience if it's true or not. I just need to know personally if it's true or not. I won't ruin the joke. Just send me a message if you're Finnish and you're listening to this and tell me whether or not your country had a bucket shortage in 1842. I just need to know. 
Cool. Okay. Okay. Awesome. That was that was that was a, that's the Scandinavian bit. Next week, see uh, what we what are, all of what our thoughts are on the um, Pacific Islands. No way. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you want to talk about Instagram Reels now? <sighs> Let's do it. So, Luke, you at the top of the show said you don't use Instagram at all. Do you know what's going on with Instagram Reels right now? Uh, I mean, I know they're doing relatively well at the moment. Like, they're doing better than... What's the best way to put it? Uh, Instagram Reels are kind of a very good thing to be doing and focusing energy on if you're a content producer. Yes. At the moment, they seem to be the main thing. And from what I can tell... When Facebook has been talking about pivoting to video, when Meta has been talking about pivoting to video, Reels is sort of central to that strategy, is that they they want to make a TikTok competitor, but what's also happening is that it's uh, it's producing a lot of really low-value content really fast. And there's already complaints about conspiracy theories, misinformation, scams. Rebecca Jennings in Vox back in March wrote, nobody wants more crappy videos on Instagram, too bad. It's a great piece about how reels are just taking over and have been all uh, spring. And then a couple weeks later for The Verge, David Pierce wrote, Instagram is begging you to stop reposting TikToks to reels. (laughs) I mean, that has been a real problem for them. And I I do wonder a little bit if that's what is contributing to this is that basically now everyone's made one minute TikTok videos and they're like, oh, I can just also put this on Instagram. But Instagram's algorithm obviously works in a different way. So it's just surfacing a completely bizarre set of stuff that has been ported over from TikTok. Yeah, it's 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 it seems to be part of a general strategy shift for Instagram where they I think for a long time have been on the fence about what they are. You know, they've been the home to the influencer. They've sort of been the, the 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 thing that defined influencer culture, but they haven't really been an influencer app. They've sort of evolved into this weird, like millennial Facebook thing for like aging people to to connect with, to stay connected, kind of. But then they're like a Snapchat clone, and now they're kind of like a TikTok clone. This this push for reels makes you think that like they've decided this is the future of Instagram is we're going to be, we're going to be full on TikTok, Uh, and it doesn't seem to be going well because I I think the Instagram algorithm is pretty similar to Facebook's algorithm. Yeah. And that it doesn't really work or do anything well. (laughs) Yeah. And seems to like produce endless amounts of shit. Uh, Really at the, uh, there's like no way to not have this happen, which I find interesting. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to pull out our phones and pull out Instagram and take a look at how long it takes. So I don't follow any Reels accounts. I'm sure you don't either. But I wanted to see if we could find Reels content. Wait, sorry, as in, as in by Reels accounts, you mean accounts that do Reels? or Yeah, or like, like I, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're not following a lot of video creators on Instagram. No, no I mean, I, don't, I can't remember who I'm following. But from what I've read is that a lot of Reels content is being inserted into people's feeds, even if they don't follow those accounts. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I'm skimming through, and I'm not seeing a huge amount, to be honest. A lot of ads. Yeah? Like, what kind of ads? Not very interesting ads, but like every third thing is an ad. Which, I mean, it's not surprising. They, don't, they have zero idea who I am. So I got to one, which is clearly a... <laughs> it's from an account called Shithead Steve that I follow. It's like a meme account. Right. And it's a Stranger Things season four reels. It seems like a, a secret. Oh, hold on. I've got to. Okay. I've got to suggested reels. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm in the reels section. So okay. the, fr- the one I'm watching right now is a cat video. Uh, now I'm watching one that's like a woman running on like glowing lights. I've got, I've got someone doing kickups, uh, a Millie Bobby Brown fan cam account. Oh, that's weird. A video of Zidane playing five-a-side and, and not being great at it, to be honest. Eh, that's pretty good. Uh, a better help ad. 
Yep, I'm on. I'm on a master class right now. I've got some. I've got some Conor McGregor content. Wow, yours are like very. Yours are like very masculine. Mine are all like cats and like mom influencers. I think I follow a few too many Tottenham players. That could be what it is. I, th- I think that's what I'm getting. Oh, I've got a guy doing a bike trick under. Okay, that's actually pretty cool. Uh, hold on, hold on. Look at that. Look at this. Okay, that's a pretty. Uh, admittedly, that's a pretty cool bike trick. That's a pretty cool bike trick. Okay, I've scrolled a bunch and I finally made it to my first van life video. So this oh, is it's just. I've. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, that's some good van life stuff. I've got someone doing some traveling and what appears to be, I think, either think Switzerland. I'd guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, better travel. How would you how would you say this is different or similar to what we've seen in our like journey through Facebook watch videos? I mean, honestly, it's better. Like I would argue significantly better in that each of these videos makes sense in that I understand what they're trying to do. There's a couple of like tr- crappy stuff there. Like I just got a video with Shakira dancing and it's just a meme saying she hasn't aged that much, which like, okay. But it's not like it's not like crazy. I understand what the meme is doing and why people are interested in it. If they're from, I don't know, if they're into Shakira, I don't. Yeah, but a lot of my stuff is is kind of like I do get why it exists. Like yeah, I've got a pool trick shot video. I've got like a funny clip from Graham Norton, and I've got someone trying to do a bike. We're going to look at bike bike tricks. I don't know why I'm getting so many bike tricks. Yeah, you're getting a lot of bike tricks. A lot of extreme sports stuff. I have yeah. one that is. It's a it's a it's two pictures. One of like a beautiful woman in a dress, and it yeah. says uh, there's text on it on the screen. It says, "I love a girl who can slay one day," and then it says, "And look homeless the next." And it's her like cooking, and it says, "Tag this girl in the caption," which is like in, like classic engagement bait. Yeah, and it's got it's got almost a million likes, thousands of comments, so it's probably doing pretty well for this page. And it's from it's from an account called Messy Girl. 4161, which is a uh, clothing line or something from, I think, India. Interesting. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I do. I, mm. This makes a lot more sense than watch. Like, I understand why it's popular. I don't 100% understand why they're showing it to me. Um, but I assume part of that's just like slightly random. It's like, like the same as TikTok like, uh, algorithm. It's slightly random. And it, it tries to give you the occasional thing that he doesn't know if you'd like just to figure out if you want more of it or not. I, I do think what's really interesting is that like, so have you seen the template option yet? No. Uh, yeah, I think so. I did not, I didn't already realize that was what it was. So yeah, like I'm watching one where it's a, it's a woman's wedding photos and you can then replace her photos with your photos to make a template of the same style video. Oh, which is interesting. It is interesting. I mean, you're right. In a certain way, this is a better product than what we've seen on Facebook. The videos seem to be higher quality. I'm watching one of crabs right now that's kind of engrossing. I'm definitely like feeling more interested in to, in like continuing to scroll than on Facebook when I was just like completely depressed like five minutes in. It also seems like much younger, which I guess is obvious. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It feels it, – I would argue it feels more millennial. So it feels – okay, so if – Facebook is for Gen X and boomers. This feels quite millennial. I mean, I'm on a I'm on a millennial themed like Viagra replacement. Okay. It's called, it's called Hims and it's a, it's a it's an erectile dysfunction ad for millennial men. So, I don't think we're that old, are we? Or or is it just mm. like a, a weird like stamina thing that we like weird Reddit men? I know, man. It, that, I'm not going to carry on with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Uh, apparently hymns is where the millennials should go for that. Yeah, it's really interesting. I'm seeing a lot of tutorials where it's like how to make a reel of the reel that you're watching, which I've never I've never seen that on Facebook before. No, I mean, I think this is it, this feels almost exactly halfway between TikTok and Facebook. Okay, hold on. I've got my first uh true Facebook style viral video. Oh yeah? Uh no, okay. That's not. It's a a guy trying to take a photo up a woman's skirt and then a policeman comes and tells him to take a photo of him instead, which is not quite what I thought it was going to be more of a Facebook style parody. And in fact, it's just quite grim. Oh yeah. No, that's pretty dark. Uh, I have a lot of family influencers. I'm seeing a lot of like accounts that are like the Boyle family and the 
travel family, stuff like that, which is interesting. I'm getting a lot of extreme sports. Yeah, like you a pretty are. bizarre number of like stunt stuff. This is clearly reversed, but it's just two it, guys flipping up and down a series of pipes in China. Pretty good though. I mean, even if it's in reverse, it's a pretty good parkour video. Yeah. So you said that this sort of reminded you of like the halfway point between Facebook and TikTok. Does that feel sustainable for Instagram to to create sort of this weird middle spot of of video content? I mean, maybe because like it kind of depends how you, how you look at it. Like, okay, if you're someone who is becoming addicted to TikTok, which many many people are, you know, you're there, you're obsessed with TikTok, you're 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 spending all all, all your time on it. Uh, I can understand how TikTok could be alienating because of the kind of speed and youth of everyone on it. And I could see how this is a slightly more restrained version of it. At the same time, I am not totally sure that that makes sense. Because, like, I'm sorry, but Facebook is, is as we've been through before, completely unusable. So I just got a real good Facebook-style video, which is, I mean, classic oh, of geez. the genre. It's yep. captioned, when you take her on a bumpy road and she's not the type to hide... And it's a large-chested woman, obviously bouncing up and down in her seat, while the guy like looks at the camera and smirks, which is classic horny old people Facebook that is, stuff. That is extremely horny old people Facebook. But then the next one is like a van life video of the sunset in Spain. Like that's what's so weird is that like it's clearly got that like Facebook evil to it, but it's still try it's still trying to be aspirational, which you just don't see on Facebook anymore. Yeah. And you don't really see that on TikTok either. I feel like TikTok is more surreal or high concept than, you know, putting like just someone staring off into a sunset on TikTok. Although maybe that is happening in a pocket that I just don't see. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I'm 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 just wondering this. I'm trying to get a, a handle on like what its thing is. I think a lot of it is I mean, a lot of it is borrowed from TikTok as well. Like, you can just see the occasional font and stuff. It's like, yeah, okay, this is removed from TikTok. (sighs) You know what I think this is? I think this is a... I think what they've tried to do is they've tried to replicate the TikTok algorithm. They have done worse at it, but they also have a different sort of input because the input that they're getting is that everyone already has these single-note accounts. Like everyone always is already a fitness account or a football account or a travel account or a van life account or whatever. So as a result, you're not kind of getting the wildness because people aren't doing quite as many crazy things on it. Like people aren't doing the weird shit they do on TikTok or the random shit they do on TikTok because they don't have a brand. Like everyone on TikTok, everyone on Instagram who would do well at this already has a brand. So they're already doing that stuff. Yeah. Like very few of these I'm seeing are unrelated to the the account that they're, they're coming from. Yeah, that's what's really interesting is that like there are people who are doing meme challenges to like express their identity in a way where I don't understand the video. Like I just saw one. Hold on, I'll scroll back up and get it. It was really weird. It, uh, it's a it, it's a woman dancing and the caption is, every family needs a daughter who can't keep a boyfriend, has anxiety in every situation, has a breakdown weekly and has a crippling shopping addiction. And then it's her like dancing and being like, that's me. And it's like, well, I guess that's funny for that person and their followers, but like, I don't know who that person is. So like, I don't, I, I hope she gets some help, but like, you know, like it's an, it's clearly an inside joke, uh, that I don't. And and it's in the public reels feed. So like I'm seeing it, which is really weird. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm also seeing like Facebook videos with better production values. So like, this is, this is one it's a, it's like got like a, uh, as she's talking, it's live captioning. And it says life is it's a woman in a in a car, so it's like your typical Facebook car video, but she's younger and um I would say like wearing more relevant clothing than the kind of like the you know, I feel like Facebook is where you see like a lot of Hollister, <laughs> but she's wearing like <laughs> more uh of the moment styles. And uh she's saying life is like a penis, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down, it's not going to be hard forever, so just ride it out. Which is like very Facebooky, but the production values are newer and shinier. Yeah, I think so, and I think part of that is because again they have improved their production, but have been forced into it by TikTok. I guess so. That that's what's really weird. It's like a it's like a a fancy high quality veneer put on the same garbage that typically does well on Facebook. Yeah, like this is 
this is captioned, we're only getting older, baby. And it's just like photos of Italy, of Venice, I think. <laughs> sure. And it's, okay. And they're really high quality. So it's, 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 it's like, it's almost like we're watching Instagram's community take their premium content, their high quality content and trying to retrofit it into something basic enough that will do well on the reels algorithm, which is really fascinating. Yeah, it's really interesting. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I'm reading all of this stuff and I'm finding it very tricky. Although I have to, oh, I just got my first Amber Heard video. Oh boy. Which is actually someone doing a makeup video of Amber Heard, which is, I don't know if that's- Makeup right. how? Like a makeup tutorial of Amber Heard's look on the stand? On the stand, or? yeah. Which is fucked up, but in that a, is fucked a up. specific way. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And there's like, obviously tons of ads, but I guess there's tons of ads on yeah. Facebook too. It's kind of, it's kind of, uh, I would argue that it is kind of less aggressively unpleasant than TikTok can be because it doesn't quite feel like it's got the same, the algorithm is not nearly as focused and powerful, but at the same time, it also doesn't feel like it's got the insanity of Facebook. Like you can make the case that this is the most boring one of the three. In that nothing I've come across has truly surprised me. I mean, I have seen I have seen some really insane Instagram Reels content. Uh, I've seen dance challenges in front of like dead people or like people in caskets or hospital beds. Yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, uh, multi level marketing scheme stuff. I I do think there's crazy stuff on Instagram Reels. I just don't know how you find it really. Yeah, and I think that's part of what they've done. They they don't have the the algorithm that does the same thing. Like it's not as it doesn't feel quite as gameable as Facebook. So the incentives to make it completely insane aren't quite aren't quite there. But equally, it doesn't have the I don't know explosive volume that you can get from TikTok, uh, which means the incentives for doing something truly wild also aren't there. So as a result, it ends up being like gently boring and an awful lot of it is kind of not it's just tied in with what people were already doing or it's ripped straight from tiktok yeah i mean i will say like so obviously i've opened up this this real section and i'm just scrolling through it to just see what the algorithm gives me and the numbers are not super high like the 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 most amount of likes i've seen on a video i've come across is around uh you know a couple hundred thousand uh this one is a a wedding video and it's got seven hundred and twenty thousand likes which is a lot of likes but it's not TikTok level. No, it's not. Yeah, like, okay, so here's here's a video that should be very, very big, right? It's a barstool sports video. The first scene says mimosas at 10 a.m. on the golf course, and it's like a woman driving a golf cart like really crazily. And then the next scene is her looking dejected and sad, and it says my boyfriend telling me at 12 p.m. I'm not allowed to drive the cart anymore. And it has 473,000 likes and 1,600 comments. That's not a huge amount for a barstool sports piece of content, I would think, on Instagram, which is like sort of like their home turf. Yeah, you think they they do more than that, but so when we first started this episode, you talked about Instagram from like the other perspective, like making content for it. What is what does that mean right now? Um, well, we know like you will struggle to gain traction and followers from the uh, feed itself. Um, that's like a thing that has been the case for quite a while now partly because everyone's a little bit in their bubbles and partly because like that's just not how people kind of like it's quite rare to find discover stuff through there so really discovery is almost entirely through reels which yeah means if you're trying to build followers or whatever it is um you're pretty much focused on reels now which yeah i, I guess it's interesting because it's, it's only a different thing to the way that you'd have done stuff before and that you have these a feed that needs to look okay in order that when people arrive there they follow you but your primary funk goal is to build stuff on reels that will actually reach new people yeah i mean it's interesting the the point you brought up about it being boring is interesting to me too because you're right it like it's not it's not exciting stuff it's like meme content that's happening within like 20 seconds and it doesn't it, it doesn't have the same sort of weirdness level to it that like kids on tiktok have it's it, it no. feels kind of like i don't know like weirdly middle-aged because I, because I think it's a little bit older like it's it's you know i'm not you're not seeing like 17 year olds storming a chippy in Co- <laughs> near coventry 
Right. The like, Vinley Mega Chippy is not happening yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so it's just like it's got a different energy. And I think that, yeah, unsurprisingly, Instagram are a little bit, uh, I don't 100% understand what the right way forward is. Like Instagram, it feels like I don't know what the way forward is, basically. Yeah, I, I would be really concerned if I was Instagram, actually. If I, was, if, if I was Instagram and I was looking at Instagram Reels, I'd be like, oh, no. Because I don't see a lot of younger influencers that aren't, famous somewhere else using the platform no No, it is kind of a a central hub for everyone despite not being yeah no it's a central hub for everyone but it's not their primary outlet right because like i mean meta in particular has made its money by creating a platform that's so specific with such a huge network effect that you have to play by their rules and they kind of have a stranglehold over your own traffic that's what facebook did for years with publishers so Instagram yeah. having kind of a largely unspecific platform that you can just dump your TikToks onto full of celebrities that are famous from elsewhere makes me think that like they don't like that would make I would I assume they're very nervous because they have no ability to like to, c- to control Instagram users because they could just go somewhere else. I don't know what you would go to Instagram for. So, okay, that actually brings me to a really good point I wanted to bring up, which is over... So, during the pandemic, my personal Instagram use cratered. But then, also, I heard from a lot of other people that they just really weren't that interested in Instagram. In fact, friend of the show, Kate Natopoulos, I think wrote a piece about this, or at least did a bunch of tweets about it, about how there's just nothing useful about Instagram when no one's going anywhere or doing anything because the whole platform is based around sharing experiences and no one's having experiences that meant anything during the pandemic, more or less. Yeah. Over the last six months, I have been hearing more and more from like the older people in my life, like, oh, I saw that on Instagram or worse, (laughs) I'll bump into people and they'll be like, they will tell me about my experiences from my Instagram. Yeah, and I do think that that's always been very odd. Like, they'll say like, oh, yeah, I saw you do X, Y, and Z on Instagram. That seems like it was fun. And obviously, they're not trying to be weird. But I haven't experienced that since like Facebook 2017, 2016, when people were talking about things that were happening on Facebook as if they were just happening, which is a weird effect to see on Instagram now. Because Instagram, I think, is even more removed from reality than Facebook was. Yeah. I don't know. That's a really tricky one, to be honest. I don't, I don't, yeah, exactly. I think it comes down to, yeah, I don't know what I would go there for. I mean, do you ever see yourself, obviously the two of us, like white dudes in their early to mid thirties are probably not super uh, (laughs) indicative of the typical Instagram user, but like, do you ever see yourself going back to a life feed the way you had maybe on Facebook or Instagram at one point? No. I mean, you know what it is, right? You know what it is, is... (laughs) You know, as you get older, you eventually have to give up certain types of media because you like run out of time. Yes. Like you got to say at a certain point, like, all right, you know what? I just, I don't read books anymore and I don't play games anymore. I watch TV and I watch films and I listen to music and that's, that's my things now. And then eventually you have to get one of those as well. Cause like, that's kind of it. I think it's the same thing with platforms. As you get older, you sort of go like, look, I'm sorry, this is my platform anymore. I don't have the time to invest into this. I'm not going to, I'm sorry. I'm not going to become a Redditor at this age. I'm done with Reddit. I don't, touch, don't touch Reddit anymore. I don't touch Facebook. And I think it's the same with Instagram. I don't touch Instagram anymore. It's just, it's not my platform anymore. But I mean, more broadly, like, so Facebook uh, started as a, a a feed of life updates. And yeah. that has sort of gone out of fashion for most places. But Instagram has quietly become a replacement life feed for older millennials who, you know, that my friends who are getting married, who are having babies, who are buying houses, the very few that are buying houses, the people who are sort of getting into that next stage of life, they're using Instagram as a way to update friends and family about that state, those stages of life. And it seems to be happening to a lot of people. Do you see yourself ever using a, a life feed social platform again? No, because I, I, th- I mean, you could, but potentially only in kind of a small, you know, clear group of people like you know friends like i think the privacy thing has now become like such a problem yeah i I don't see why anyone starting would do it now yeah i i i I sort of feel the same way 
I mean, I'm on the internet everywhere. I'm in all kinds of different platforms. But the Instagram over time has become harder and harder for me because it feels so disconnected from the rest of the internet. Like my life on Twitter, what I'm writing on Substack, what I'm doing on Discord or seeing on Tumblr or Reddit all feel very connected to each other. Like the stuff I'm seeing on Reddit, I will see on Tumblr, I will see on Twitter. And it feels very much like I'm picking up a conversation around the internet at different places. And then it'll, it'll bleed through to discord. And I write about it on, on garbage day. The thing that has been such a difficult thing for me about Instagram, and I've tried so many ways to rectify this and I've never been able to fix it. And it feels like with reels to bring us back to the subject that we're, this episode's about reels feels like it's the, the weirdness of reels to me is that the whole of the internet is having a conversation with itself except for Instagram. And so to add short form video into that ecosystem is so bizarre because the memes that are that are trending on Instagram right now, I'm not seeing them anywhere else. That's interesting. So it's it's sort of a, a sealed off area for well for millennials probably. I mean, case in point, I haven't seen one thing about Morbius. And I've scrolled through like hundreds of reels by this point. This whole episode, <laughs> I've just been scrolling just to see what would pop up. I'm seeing stuff about wipe. I'm seeing stuff about white people getting married. I'm seeing stuff about white people going to the Grand Canyon. I'm seeing stuff about white people in vans. All the pretty white people are doing all their basic shit, going to Starbucks. But I'm not seeing them do anything. I, I, I started getting to some more depth stuff, which I think, yeah, I, I think that has broken through there. And certainly, certainly what I've seen from a lot of people, a lot of people have said that Instagram and TikTok are the areas they've been struggling to avoid Depp content. You know who I did just see? Do you remember uh, the overly attached girlfriend meme? Wow. She's, re- I guess, still making content. Oh, and she's making content about being the overly, overly attached girlfriend still. Okay, that's... You've got to stick with your brand. Yeah, I guess so. I, but, you know, it... it, it it is really strange to me where Facebook and Instagram are these like cultural islands where the, the trending topics on Twitter, the stuff that's at the top of Reddit, the stuff that's bubbling up on Tumblr, the stuff that's like leaking out of TikTok, all kind of go back and forth with each other. Like they're, they're in conversation with each other. But I haven't seen a single thing in this entire uh, almost 50 minutes of scrolling through my Instagram reel section that is about anything. Like, even celebrity content doesn't even seem to be tied to any sort of news peg or relevancy. I mean, they're just, like, random memes and skateboard videos and, like, things to do in in Michigan. Like, what is this? Like, what is – I don't know. Like, I – I think it finally clicked for me. What's so weird about this is that like this doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the internet. And so at least for me, I don't understand why I would, I would be on here because I'm not seeing anything that matters. But surely, surely the reason to be on there is it doesn't feel like the rest of the internet because the rest of the internet is exhausting and annoying. But at the same time, like this is a video I'm looking at right now titled if Hogwarts was in Cali and it's a guy like from California pretending to be like at Hogwarts. And it's like, that's nothing. It's just like kids doing stuff or how to plan a millennial wedding <laughs> with your dog as the best man. Or this is a a homemade pizza recipe. Like it's just stuff that doesn't is as, as annoying as I think we all, you know, everyone finds trending topics and, and national discourse <laughs> and, and the Depp Herd trial and things like that. It is weird to be in an ecosystem in which there's just nothing relevant happening. So you sort of have to like it's like a different gravity. It's like going to a different planet. Yeah, it's really weird. It's really, really weird. I'm not sure what to conclude about it, to be honest. Uh, I think it is definitely a an odd thing, but I'm also wary. Of, like Anecdotally, I've heard a lot of people do still get like particularly depth stuff, so I'm assuming that it's still coming through uh, as a bit of a problem. Uh, it is coming through to a lot of people. It may just be that our stuff is a little bit weird. Like, certainly, I've never used Instagram as like a meme collecting thing or anything like that it's always been a like personal thing because i see i've been looking at them out in other places so i think that might be a thing i'd be interested to know how the majority of people use it now whether it is a life thing or it is a mean thing in which case our experience is probably so atypical as to not be hugely useful um but yeah i think it's weird uh it's a little bit unrelated I've been able to I've been able to scroll out of my own network. So now I'm getting videos for pages called Business Unions, which are inspirational videos of Jeff Bezos speaking. Which yeah, but I mean that's the same everywhere. It's hustle culture, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think the thing I just come back to is that like Instagram has never really known where it fit in with the rest of the internet. And a lot of the reasons for that was because it had really terrible sharing. Like an Instagram can't really be easily shared as an Instagram uh, around the internet. Like the links don't really like create proper previews. Like you don't really, you have to basically steal the image to share it. And so a lot of things that happen on Instagram just stay on Instagram. And now that they've added reels onto it and they've made reels a way to build audiences really fast, people are using reels a lot, which means that people are producing a lot of content really fast for an ecosystem that does not really follow internet-wide trending topics. So what you're getting is just like, you're just getting like a speed run of Facebook three years ago, but in like six months, which I think is really, really interesting with higher quality production values. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I think we solved it. I think we solved the Instagram problem. Yeah. So my last question for you, actually, is how long do you think this current pivot to video will last? I don't think it's a pivot to video. I don't think there's enough to it. Yeah, I I think that the... One of the reasons the pivot to video was so devastating was because of the amount of work it took to produce it. Uh, and I think now that people have figured out that you can do it easier and quicker, and therefore it is, it's not a, it is not the same thing as like hiring a hundred people to run a video department. It is, you know, figuring out, hey, let's try this. And I, I think part of that is because technology has improved so much, particularly on Instagram and TikTok, where the editing is now, the in phone editing is so easy. So if you had to put your money on TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, or Snapchat videos. Who who who's the winner here? Well, I mean TikTok, obviously, but I think they are clearly the one because they have the scale and they have the momentum. But I think they'll probably they'll have a crash at some point and it will steady down into a slightly different thing. And then you know, it's like the that XKCD comic about USB standards, where it's like this social network is going to be the social network to end all the other social networks, and it just turns out there's an extra social network now. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Well, Luke, have you consumed any content that isn't Instagram Reels this week? Do you want to talk about Obi-Wan? Well, I wanted to give you an option because I've uh, the last couple of weeks I've been really busy. Uh, it's been like a, a an absolute insane sprint for me for some reason this year up until Memorial Day, and then I finally had some time to to do a lot of content consumption. So, I have watched the first two episodes of Obi Wan. I have watched the entirety of season four of Stranger Things. I have watched Top Gun Maverick, and I have also purchased an Oculus and begun playing Beat Saber quite a bit. So of those things, what are you the most interested in talking about? I'm not interested in talking about Stranger Things at all. Okay. I've never, I've never watched any of it. I am going to watch Top Gun Maverick, so maybe let's hold that. Okay. So I think I think we should talk about everyone. So, okay, fine. But the, the one thing I will say is I almost want to ask you to watch it, the whole thing, because I desperately want to do a long episode about how Stranger Things Season 4 is essentially the closest thing we've seen to the reverse of Endgame, in which it is a TV show that is emulating the look and feel of so many 80s movies at once that it begins to feel like a movie, but it's not a movie either. In the same way that like Endgame doesn't really feel, like Avengers Endgame doesn't feel like a movie, but it is a movie. Like Stranger Things Season 4 is like the flip of that, where it's like, it's it's a TV show that no longer feels like a TV show anymore. It feels like something else entirely that's super weird. And also, I've decided I was wrong. Hour and 15-minute episodes for Stranger Things Season 4 is fantastic, and I really like it. <laughs> it's it's mega long episodes, and I love them. I really I love think, them. I mean, they're so long. They're so long. And it, tur- well, it turns out, like... A long episode of TV is actually really fun if you just fill it with really nice character moments of characters that you kind of like. So, turns out that might have been the, the missing the missing piece there. <laughs> but fine, yeah. Let's let's talk about Obi Wan. Right. Let's go over to our other show and talk about Obi Wan. Cool, cool. Okay. Uh, wait, before for for people who don't want to pay, they don't want to subscribe. Uh, if you had to give an aggregate star rating out of five for the first two episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi, what would you give them? I don't know, like a three, I think. Oh, interesting. I'm a four and a half. Okay. Yeah. 
So, okay, we're going to go over to the contentminds.com to talk about that in our mini-sode, which is for paying subscribers only. Sorry. Uh, but you can you can get that uh, and all other fun goodies by, by subscribing to us. And that's uh, at thecontentminds.com. I want to thank those of you who do subscribe. Uh, you help uh, make the show a possibility. I'm still waiting on New York Magazine, the uh, New York Post, and the New York Daily News. They have not written uh, their feature about the content minds yet. And I feel like we're the talk of the town right now in New York. So it's, it Hell seems yeah. like a journalistic blind spot not to bring us up. And I want to thank Seven Morris, uh, our editor, for the uh, lovely soundscapes that are hitting your ear holes right now. And um, what should people... Oh, can you please leave a review on your podcast app of choice as if me and Luke were the Binley Mega Chippy? <laughs> yes, awesome. Okay, bye guys. <laughs>